Happy Monday. Uh, we've had a lot of serious conversations uh, the last couple of weeks. So I just, well, this is still kind of serious because it leads into like the postpartum depression and anxiety and stuff. But mom guilt, I think mom guilt does not get talked about enough because we all feel it and we all kind of mom shame each other like on the down low. But then like we're not or we, you know, we talk about mom shaming, but we don't ever actually do much to solve that problem. <laughs> like, like um, what made me think of it is we got that bre- uh, the formula shortage going on right now. Oh yeah. And so you got people talking, uh, who was it? It was like the, the lady from Hocus Pocus, Bette Midler made a really stupid tweet where she was like, I got a sol- way to solve that, breastfeed. And I'm like, bitch, not everyone can breastfeed. Tried it, didn't work. Uh, one of my kids was like starving and lost a bunch of weight. So it doesn't work for everybody, you know? Um, well, not only that, cause I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I thought about it too. Like, but for the ones that I have like a sixth and seventh and eight month old before they get switched over to the milk, you can't just, Tell your body, hey, I don't need this milk. And then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? I need milk. I mean, I don't know. Start trying to like. Yeah. Like start trying to stimulate some breast milk and just put them on there and see what happens. I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I know some people have, but I don't know how many months were in between that. I know some people have like stopped and then started again, but I don't know what the, um, like if there's a cutoff point. I mean, I guess my brain didn't say, oh, hey, just breastfeed your kid. My brain was like, man, I for the ones that are breastfeeding, I mean, great, because they don't have to worry about their kid, you know, not being able to eat and like trying to find formula. So I was like, wow, the breastfeeding moms are pretty, you know, I mean, good for you right now, because all the other moms that are have to, having to formula feed right now are. Stressing. I didn't even realize it was happening um, until my daughter's friend made a post about the formula because she has a three months old. And I was like, what? What's going on? I literally just found out about this. Like, well, you know, I, I noticed it kind of before it became mainstream, like, you know, because we have kids. So I feel like I'm always at the grocery store. And yeah, I started to, when I would walk past the formula aisle I started to notice like the shelves were kind of empty and so I'm thinking okay we got all this supply chain shortage crap going on right now so I was like damn like is there like a tanker of fucking baby formula sitting off the side of the east coast or something like where's the formula they need to stock their shelves (laughs) and then it started to you started to hear that they were having issues with both the supply chain shortage. And then there was a couple of formula factories that had like bacteria or something. So the factories got shut down. And so that there was like a major actual like shortage. And I was just like, I have never, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I've never been so happy to the fact that my kids aren't on formula anymore because I would be stressing, you know, how many cans of formula I went through in a month between the two of them, like probably 15 by the time they were like, yeah 
when they got to those later stages, like 10, 11 months, like, I mean, in a month, I could easily go through 15 cans. So I was like, between the two of them, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, it's awful. And it's not like people can, I mean, I don't know if anyone's looked at the price of formula. Unless you're getting wick and stuff, it's kind of hard to stock up because they're like $30 a can. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So if you're the average mama, you don't have $500 to just blow to stock up on formula. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like when the C word happened and everybody was stocking on toilet paper and water and people probably never even thought to stock up on like formula and stuff, but you know what? We also did have a surge of babies born because of that. So <laughs> like maybe the supply and demand are just kind of like, whoa, what? <laughs> when you spend a lot of time inside, got to find yeah. some way to occupy yourself. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, there was a lot of babies born um, since then, but yeah, it's, it's really kind of sad. I mean, it does. I'm like you, I'm grateful. Like, I feel like I'm like, wow, you know, I don't know. Cause with the twins, like you said, that much formula and then you know, mine are past the formula stage and they're in milk and, you know, whatever else. But yeah, I couldn't imagine that would, I think as a mom, well, in general, it doesn't matter how old they are. I was just talking about this the other day, being able to feed your children is huge. Like as a mom to be able to know, like, Hey, we have food this month. I fed them. I was able to get dinner, you know, like having groceries. Um, I think one of the biggest mom guilts for me, there's, there's probably two at the top is making sure like I can feed my kids. Like I fed my kids, like we have food in the house. I mean, I'm like, yes, that is great. Cause when I don't, it's like, man, you know, let's, and so go to the store and to be able to have that food freedom instead of like, no, oh, I'm sorry, we can't get that. Or, you know, you can't have that special treat. Um, sucks to say that to your kid. So to not be able to give them the formula at a little age would probably break me (laughs) like or their milk or whatever. Like I would, I would feel awful. Like I can't imagine what these moms are going through. Um, And then it brings up that whole, like, cause I think breastfeeding in general is already a big mom guilt for a lot of people. And if you're, if you're unable to do it or like myself, you don't produce enough, um, and that, that spirals into, that's what started, I think, really my postpartum depression, the, the combined between not being able to produce the breast milk and then the lack of sleep, my mind just was not having it. Um, I think my biggest ones were that, and then feeling guilty, especially even lately, like, because the boys are approaching their two-year appointments and the doctors are like, well, they're not really talking too much yet. It, So then you feel bad, especially with twins is because, you know, you can't give that one-on-one attention like you would if when you have a singleton and every kid learns differently. So it's hard for me sometimes to like, if I'm one kid wants me to read the book and then the other kid grabs the book and throws it because he likes to throw shit. And so it's like, yeah, it it makes it hard to kind of have that one-on-one time. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to the um, they're hitting every other milestone, so the doctor's not too worried. Uh, just some early intervention, like speech therapy. But I'm actually kind of looking forward to that, to be honest, because I feel like it'll take a little bit of weight off of me, not to stress yeah. so much on trying to 
this will be a professional that knows how to get them to start talking and saying words. And it takes a little bit of the yeah. weight off of me. So I'm actually, yeah. but there's, there's that, that guilt about it. Like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not spending enough time with them? Should I spend more time with them? But then if I, you know, they're supposed to have their independent play time also. So then it's like, you're trying to find this juggle between, am I not spending enough time or am I spending too much time? Are they not getting enough of their own time? It's just like, you don't realize until you become a mom, how much extra crap is behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, like being a twin mom or having more than one child, it's like, I think with twins, it's extra hard though, because I'm like, okay, I remember when they were younger thinking like, did I hold this one more than I held this one? Did I, um, I don't know. Liam was always on the boob. So like that dude was just always like here. Um, and that hasn't changed, but like, I mean, he's not on my boob anymore, but like, (laughs) like he's always like next to me. Like we were sitting on the couch and Kira was on the one, my, my second oldest child is on the one side. And then he was sitting across the room, but he noticed we were on the whole other couch and he's like, Hey guys, like, you know, and he comes and he sits right. He's always like right there. But like, I always, I remember thinking like, I think I held him longer than I held her or, you know, maybe I didn't hold her enough, but, but like, he was always wanting to be there. So my daughter would always hold her a lot. So I'm like, she got held, but maybe not by me. And so I always like had that. And even so now I'm like, am I spending time with more than one than the other. And it's like that even with all the kids. And it's the worst freaking feeling. Mom guilt sucks. It just freaking sucks. Yeah. Am I closer to one than the other? That's yeah. Because Benny's more the mama's boy wise. James is yeah. very a lot more independent. He'll keep himself entertained for hours. Yeah. Uh, wise Benny has to be attached to my hip at all times. Yeah. And that's Liam. That's why I fit I I I feel that guilt sometimes. Like do I am I closer to Benny than I am to James? Like, yeah. Does James feel left out when he always sees me holding Benny? Like, yeah. And it's just at that age, they're probably not even registering it to be honest, but it's like, you still think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, but I hear the other ones say that stuff though. Like, Hey mom, which one's your favorite? You know? And I'm like, dude, I don't have a favorite. (laughs) I'm like, I love you guys all the same. Um, like it's just really hard. And I do feel I, when I look back now, there's just so much you do different. Like, and when you have more, like you guys are going to have another one, right? Probably one or two. (laughs) Not anytime soon. We're we're talking years down the road, but, but I, I feel like looking back now, it's stuck to my elbow. Um, there's an annoying, stupid part of me that still really wants a girl. So, yeah. And I think like you'll, well, cause you had twins first. I don't know. Cause like, I think back <sighs> as a mom, you know, they were all born at different times in my life, you know, like with Sierra, I was young and I have a lot of mom guilt with her, a lot of mom guilt. And I think that's why sometimes I, I try to I did try to like make up for it. And, and for me, I'm the mom and the dad. So there's extra guilt there because it's like, I'm trying to do both roles and fill and be all the everything, you know, for all of them. And there's only one of me. Um, 
I don't think I like when I think of each kid, I do have certain regret, like mom guilts. I don't want to say regrets, but like mom guilts that play like that are just heavier than others. Um, but yeah, especially with the twins, that was always a struggle. I, I mean, even now I think, I think that there's, um, when I think about it, because she's more independent like yours and she doesn't really ask for it. But then there's times where I think like, I should just probably do it, you know, just cause she's not asking yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Like he will, he will ask to be carried. She doesn't usually, but yesterday she did, but you know, they're like 45 pounds and I used to carry them both on my hip all the time, but I'm like, hold on a second. That's like 90 pounds. I can't even lift my own weight. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, it gets a little harder as they get older. It is. It really is. And even as the older kids, cause I think, well, you know, I, my oldest kids, they joke around about it, but I know they're serious. Um, <laughs> when you gave, you hug the twins more than you hug us or you kiss the twins. And these are my oldest ones. Okay. Um, we're talking 24 and 19 that say this, um, you don't hug and kiss us as much as you do the twins. And you always tell the twins this and you always, and we'll see, I, they, they always joke. Like once they get after a certain age, that's when I stop liking them. Um, and I only like them when they're babies. Like, I'm like, whatever you guys are ridiculous. Like, I'm like, do you understand how hard it is to like, keep all you guys happy and try to love all of you guys the same amount all day long. Shoot. I'm still trying to work on myself, you know, like, <laughs> that's another thing too, with a big mom guilt thing is if we do anything for ourselves, if we yeah. take a, if we take a trip without them or if we, yeah. And you we know, the bathroom without them. What you talking about a trip? <laughs> I, I started to realize this when I go to the store and I'm sitting there for 10 minutes contemplating if I want to get myself a $20 sweater. Why is I will spend a hundred dollars on clothes for them without a blink, like, you know, whatever they need clothes. But like yeah. one thing for myself, I'm sitting there like, do yeah. I need it? Yeah. Yeah. And Marcus will always yell at me, like, I'll, I'll come home from the store and he'll be like, okay, so what did you get for you? Like, I got something for him. I got something for the kids. He's like, well, what did yeah. you get for you? And I'm like, I got my favorite chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Or I'll return it. I'll buy it. Like, yeah, you deserve this girl. And then I'll take it back to the store. Um, I used to really be really bad about that. Then I got better. As my bank account went up, I was like, yeah, that's all right. But then it's like, there's those times where it's like, well, like I probably could have paid for something else or did something else with this or, you know, I don't know. Now I kind of base it on like, when it comes to that as like a need or want, but when it really comes to doing something for me as maybe not materialistically, cause I don't care about that stuff as much as I used to, but self-care, like something that is going to help me be a better me. Like today I was supposed to get my massage and I set aside that money two weeks ago. Hmm. I was really looking forward to that massage. Um, and she canceled. I don't feel bad about that anymore. Like, or my nails or a pedicure or something. I don't, I don't feel bad about that stuff, but as far as buying, cause I, I, you, know, you got, I'm like, do you really need another t-shirt? How many, do you really need another graphic tee, girl? No, you really don't. But sometimes I do it anyway. Um, <laughs> but it is a whole thing that I have in my head of, but it, it was the kids 
like you said, that's a whole different story. And I don't know why, I don't know why we're like that, you know, like why the mom well, guilt is the heavy. mom guilt. A lot of it, I think stems from a societal thing. Like people are, I hate the, I hate this phrase, but mom shamed. If you, um, I gotta take water. I don't want to use my big jug. So. <laughs> like if you do anything, for yourself or a mom that goes to a club and she's wearing kind of a skimpy outfit or you know you see her the big one I think is like someone if she gets like a child support payment and you see her go get her nails done with it and people oh always got gosh. an opinion about that but my thing yeah. is how <laughs> much how much of her own money went into these kids before she got that payment oh. you know like and I was but, thinking of a scenario I mean, because, you know, I get child support. Um, <sighs> That's so funny. I think child support in itself could be its own conversation because there's people who don't get nearly what they should get. And then there's people who abuse the system. So it's but oh, it's the honey, same yes. thing with welfare. It's the same thing with all that stuff. You have the people who genuinely need it and use it for the right reasons. And then you have the people who just want to live off someone else's funding so I, I mean, so I have to share this. So when you brought that up, my my friends get in child support. This is new, okay, and it goes on a card, which I didn't. I'm, I'm I've never. I don't think I've ever had. Well, maybe like 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't know they were still doing that. I thought it just automatically went into your account. Um. So she's like, "Can they tell where I I spend the money at?" I was like, why? What you trying to do with it? Like, I'm trying to buy on it. Like, <laughs> you know, we were just kind of joking. I'm like, why are you so scared? Um, like, well, I don't know. Can they tell us? They don't look at all that stuff. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I'm like, but that'd be kind of weird. Like, why would they monitor that? Um, but it, it was, it was kind of funny. So bring it up. Well, if I get my nails done or, you know, something like that, I'm like, listen, <sighs> Here's how I feel about that. Like you work. Okay. She works. Um, so she has her money. All right. So say she goes and out of her paycheck, cause she doesn't specifically just buy for the kid out of just that one card. Right. But I wish she gets paid and she uses her debit card and goes, gets the kids some shoes or whatever. To me, that's the same thing. Like if she wants to use that child support card for her nails or whatever, get her hair done. How do they know went to the kid? You know what I'm saying? Like I paid for the kid stuff out of that. Okay. Yeah. Should she just use only kid stuff for the child support? But that's also for child support also includes their food, their part of utilities, their housing in a sense, like the way it's broke down and the, what child support is actually allocated for people think, well, that's for their clothes or shoes. No, it's not just their clothes or shoes. There's a lot, a heck of a lot more to taking care of a kid than putting on some nice clothes and some nice shoes. Um, and in my, and in, and I think somebody may have told me this before. It may, might've been an attorney, um, child support also too, is for the mother because she's the one doing all the work she's, or the residential parent, mother, father, sorry, whoever, if you're a single dad too, watching this, like, I'm not trying to count you out, but like being a parent is freaking hard. Okay. Single parenting is rough. Or even if you're not a single parent, but you got 
a significant other that is always working or doesn't kind of do his fair words. share. That isn't, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say some bad words, but like, you know, that's all that weight still falls on the person who is doing it all. Okay. So it's kind of like, I'm not getting paid to be a parent, but it kind of is like, Hey, you know what? You're the one who's going through all that long nights and the hard days and driving to and from appointments. And that's the gas to get the kid to and from the appointment. So you want to be mad because what I used it to put gas in my car. Well, how do you want me to go to work? How do you want me to take her to our appointments or him or her or whatever? Um, it doesn't matter. You know, it, this, the point is, is that it's a system and it's figured out to where it's 50, 50, you know, you're going to, that's just what it is. So, and like any system, there's going to be flaws. Like I've seen, I remember one day working at Walgreens and some lady in line had a real opinion about it and bless the guy who was you doing it for not saying anything. He just kind of rolled his eyes and walked out, but he had an EBT card. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't know, you can have both the food stamps, which can only be used for like food items. Yeah. And then you have the, some people get EBT cash, which you can cash use yep. for anything. That's, and it's typically obviously supposed to be geared toward helping you pay a bill or rent or transportation, that kind of crap. Yeah. But this guy bought, uh, he bought, what did he buy? So he bought like some school supplies and then a 12 pack of like Modelo. <laughs> and when he slid the little EBT card, the lady was like, oh, you know, some and I, I don't mean to use this phrase, Karen, but, you know, a Karen in line. Uh, she was just like, yeah, I'm sure that's what that's supposed to be used for. And well, I'm just like, I mean, I was surprised it let it go through for something like that. It won't let it go through for like Maybe. food stamps and stuff. But the cash, it, I think it used to block it. But like after a while, I think they were just like, because people would just then go to because you can go to the ATM and get the cash out. So I think they yeah. just kind of gave up. <laughs> That's true. I've never tried to do that. Like, oh gosh, it's probably been. I, I would feel too guilty too, because I know that's yeah. not what that's supposed to go towards. But yeah. I mean, yeah. bless the guy. He was also getting like office supplies. So I don't know if it was just like. Hey, he had a rough day. <laughs> yeah, a, lo a long week at work. And he was just like. <laughs> I'm going to get my shit done and have a beer <laughs> or he's going to school or whatever. And that's, I mean, it, it made judge, me honestly. think that's kind of what I was going like. It's not my place. Um, you know, and it's funny. I, I look back now. I would even five years ago, I probably would have judged myself now because I remember being a cashier and judging the lady who had $600 in food stamps on her card and she'd be buying chicken nuggets and shit. And I'm like, well, why don't you at least cook your kids a meal? And now I do the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you should at least buy healthy stuff. You know what? Um, I'm just I remember. Like, well, you know I what? The get... kids, the kids eat the fucking chicken nuggets and they don't eat the spinach. And so... you know what? You know what? <laughs> Maybe the child and I'm not please somebody don't come at me crazy, but like I, I used to work at a um, center for autism and dyslexia. And I remember um, there was a kid there who only ate chicken nuggets. Like 
the child wouldn't eat anything. They, the mom always used to bring, um, what are those kid cuisines? Um, every day, the same thing, but maybe that's all the kid would eat was the chicken nuggets. So who are we to judge? You know, like that is an autism thing, right? Where they, they want, they keep a routine of the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. So, um, who are we to judge, you know? And, and I think a lot of our, like going back to our topic, cause you know, we, how we do, um, we could have did, a whatever that other thing is called that we do, but like, um, I think a lot of the guilt comes from our expectations as a mom, you know, this is something that we've been working on. I, I hear this in my counseling and I hear this in the class I just was taking on Tuesdays that we should on ourselves a lot. Like, because it's like, well, I know that I should, well, who told us that we should, who, why do we feel like we have, we should do this and we should do that as a mom because of other people, you know, like, why do we, why does that happen? Why does it have to be that way? Like, we're not in a competition to see who's going to be the best mom or who, you know, we all don't know these being a mom did not come with a freaking handbook. Um, and honestly, shoot, I've been a mom for 24 years and I'm learning more as being a, like being a mom now than I, than I sure enough freaking did back then. Um, no matter how old you are, I don't really care. Um, but even now I'm still, I'm still messing up. Like, I'm still like, dang, I should know better. I should have done this. I should have did that. Um, like, girl, you've been around for 24 years. So, you know, but it doesn't matter because each child is different. It doesn't matter. And, and the times are different and, and the situations are different and my brain is different. And so like, I'm tired of the shoulds. Like I'm really working on that. Like, and don't compare yourself. I think that's my biggest yeah. problem as a mom. It's because I had like, there was like three of my friends where we all got pregnant at the same time, right before the pandemic. And so we all had kids within a few months of each other. Mm -hmm. And I saw some of them. Now, mind you, they all had singletons. I was the only one who got twins. And I saw them taking their kids to the zoo and the park and enjoying stuff and teaching them how to play baseball. And they're doing all this stuff with their kids all the time. And I'm sitting here like me and my kids are pretty much always in the house, but that's also because, you know, my husband's work schedule and other stuff, you know, and it's, uh, we would try and take them places and they got really car sick or they wouldn't want to do any. So it just came like, too, when yeah. you're by yourself, we but have two hands, you know, there's that guilt where it's like, and that's the thing with two, like, I, I don't like taking them anywhere by myself because there's two to watch. And I just, that freaks me out. You see all this stuff nowadays with kidnapping and stuff. And I just, I don't like to go anywhere with them by myself. Um, at least until they're a little older. Um, but no. I, I compare, I compare myself a lot, like yeah. to my friends and I see them posting all these pictures of their kids and doing all this fun stuff with their kids. And I have a friend who has like a nine month old and she takes her to Disneyland once a month. And I'm like, I hated taking my kids anywhere when they were babies. That was such a pain in the ass. Like, and maybe that's, you know, but then I feel, I feel guilty for, especially in the beginning with the postpartum and stuff, like not feeling like I was enjoying it, like everyone else was enjoying it. And then I was like, well, maybe this was a sign that I wasn't supposed to be a mom I remember when the postpartum was really bad, I used to think maybe my miscarriages were a sign I wasn't supposed to be a mom. Like maybe that was God trying to tell me something, but you know, 
don't don't compare your journey because your journey is different than their journey and especially if you have multiples kids with people with a singleton it's it's way different and it's it's a whole different adventure trying to get both twins ready and out the door and then one gets car sick on the way there and it's like Mm -hmm. your journey isn't their journey and I think that's a big part of the mom guilt is we compare ourselves to other moms and with social media like we've talked in previous episodes social media being this highlight reel it works the same way with teenagers that it does with moms we see this mom who's posting all these pictures about how great her life with her kid is and you're feeling like shit because you didn't haven't posted anything but that might just be two seconds that they got a bunch of pictures and the rest of the day was crap. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So yeah. Or yelling at their kids to smile for that camera. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, just this morning was with the twins, you know, cause they're, they're home on Fridays and it's a whole different ball game. Um, making sure they have shoes. I remember, <laughs> what did we just do? I just took all the kids by myself. Um, my, my sidekick, second oldest decided she didn't want to go do what we were going to do. And I was like, man, you're going to leave me with all these kids. Okay. Um, and that's exactly what I said. And so I was like, all right. And we start driving and I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) He didn't have no shoes on his feet. Like, it's just simple. This is things like that. Like literally it's, it's like that. Or it's either you, you pack the whole house or you don't pack enough. That's either, that's just what it is. Um, I literally grab snacks, stuff to keep, you know, juice boxes and goldfish and whatever. And then we start, and I'm like, oh man, luckily I had a pair in the car. So I was like, all right, bet. But I forgot the shoes. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot the shoes. Um, yeah, there's always something. There literally is, always, but, but you know, I had some severe mom guilt Monday when I was sick. Um, I have a history of chronic migraines and uh, I was having some vision issues and nausea and was going to hurl everywhere. And I just was not my best at all. And I, I didn't send my kids to school. I kept them home um, because there was no way I was going to put my kids in the car with me feeling like that. I couldn't really see. It was just awful. And I could not get them ready. So people can mom shame me all they want. Um, and matter of fact, somebody did at the school and well, where were they when I dropped them off Tuesday? Well, where were they at yesterday? And I said, you know, I'm just going to be real with you. I'm, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to be allowed or made, made to feel like crap for what happened. I had no control over that. That's something I did. It's not like, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this to myself anymore because my kids are fed. My kids are clean. Our home is clean. Um, they're safe. And honestly, that's all you should have been worried about, ma'am, instead of all up in my business, because this isn't the first time it's happened. And this Karen right here is going to be writing a letter pretty soon um, because, uh, yeah, it's time. And it's not the first comment. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. And uh, I'm working on that mom guilt more and more because I've allowed people to to do that to me, you know, go ahead keep um, you know, I'm like, they're clean. They're fed. They have clean clothes. Um, they're pretty well taken care of actually. And <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can. So, and that's, that's my note for all of you moms. Like you're doing the best that you can. 
and that's give all you can ask grace. for. And that's what I'm working on every day too, is that grace. And the comparison thing is comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. And we're still there. We're allowing that to steal our joy with our kids. And I'm guilty too. So I'm not, I'm not like doing this. I'm not, I'm not doing that, but um, it really truly is. And we just, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We just have to, because being a mother is an amazing, it's amazing. And we allow that freaking crap to get in the way of this joy that we have. Well, I don't care if you take them to this. Well, I was going to say Cedar Point. We have Cedar Point here. <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Um, every freaking day, you know? Well, I think that is a good point to end on. Uh, let us know what you guys think about that. If you experience mom guilt yourself, um, if you've had to check somebody in the student line, like Karen over there, um, mm -hmm. or some things that you might feel, um, mom guilty about, um, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget to check out all the links in the description. We have a sale going on at the merch store. I finally did it. Um, I always forget, um, 20% off 20, uh, orders, $20 and up. So make sure you check that out. We got some new merch up on there. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and supporting us always. We appreciate you so much. Bye guys.